Now, you may not believe this, but the career path of every successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so let's talk about it today on Your Way to Work. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work. I am your host, Christian Witted, and I am here in studio with author and speaker Rick Witted. How are you doing, Rick? Doing good, Christian. Uh, an amazing Super Bowl game. You know, I didn't really oh, have I didn't have a dog in the fight, but yeah, I, I was going for the underdog. So an amazing game. I'm tired and it's late. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do we have for the listeners today? Well, today uh, we actually have, uh, you know, from time to time, our listeners tend to write in. Uh, and most of those questions, if we can answer them in an email or if we can point them to the right resources, we will. But every so often we come across just a whopper yeah. of a question. Yeah. And I think we have one of those today. So we have a listener who has been in the workforce for approximately two decades, has never been fired does very well at their job or jobs. Um, but every two to three years or so, they have a bit of a pattern of resigning. I mean, they've never been fired. Their work's always good, but there's always seems to be a situation at the two to three year mark that leaves them with no choice to resign. Uh, and so we just want to talk a little bit about that today, see what you can offer this listener. Yeah, you know, every now and then we get a letter that just... You can hear the cry for help. Says, Please help me. What am I doing wrong? What am I missing in my career? And this was that listener. Um, and, you know, sometimes the letters are so long. There's just no way. I, I just I don't even have the time to answer one off. Um, but this one was one worth uh, bringing to On Your Way to Work and talking through. I think it'll uh, help and bless uh, many folks. Um, and I think it also is a good highlight of what the career wit assessment can bring to those really seeking to understand their career decisions and how they're they're processing their career. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the case here. So I, I asked this listener to go take the assessment and uh, shared with them that I would come back and and debrief this one and and do a recording of it. Uh, so, uh, listener, if you're hearing, you will. Uh, uh, we're answering your question today. So, what we can see here, and I uh, have the data in front of me. This listener's core values, their core career values, definitely first and foremost was personal satisfaction. Their secondary core career value was personal security. But when we look at the emotional motivators, we see first and foremost pay off the charts, so much so that it's eclipsed in terms of the numeric score, um, even their core value score. Mm -hmm. So um, so the emotional motivator of pay far outseeds the value of their core values. Right. From this, we can see that it is their primary driver. Got it. Um, even though it is short-term, maybe emotional, it's their primary driver. And then in a far second, we have position. So um, I, I think it's helpful for the listeners to understand what those co core values are. So personal satisfaction. And for this listener, one of the things that the career wit assessment will do will tell you exactly what that means. So in this listener's case, it's balance, the idea of work-life balance or the idea of, 
you know, does what I do at work leave room, leave balance or shows the importance of what's important to me outside of work, family, hobbies, meanings, causes, whatever. Exactly. So this listener's core career value, which may be a new concept for some of those that don't follow us, but said another way, how you translate or how you emotionally process what career progression feels like to you, right? So career progression to this listener is the idea of balance. Is there balance between what's important to me and the work I do? Right. And then their secondary core value you said was? Personal security. Ah, so this idea of relationships and trust. Do I trust you? Do you trust me? Can you grow me or develop me? Do I believe you can develop me? And am I a key player on the team? Equally important, do I believe you trust me? Right. So this listener's core values are all intrinsic. And yet you said that they're emotional motivators. And those are things that they they have a likelihood to make a decision based on. So though these intrinsic core values are key for this listeners in reality, there's these emotional motivators that have the tendency to create a short-term emotional decision. And for this listener, it's pay and then position. Right. Said another way, uh, the core career values of a person are their long-term decision-making processes, how they process their career in the full scope. But those emotional motivators are the short-term, typically impacted by the most immediate events, motivator for their career. So it might drive them in a different direction from their Mm -hmm. core career values. Let's help the listeners understand a couple of things. Uh, And I'll speaking directly to this listener. When you make a decision based on something that is emotionally motivating you, that tends to equal short term. Whenever I get you know, flustered, frustrated, emotional, the next decision I make, the next word I say, the next thought I put energy into is about satisfying whatever that immediate thing is that's got me emotionally charged up. So an emotional reaction tends to always be short-term in goal. And so I say this all the time to listeners. You've heard me, Christian, as I I do speaking several places. I, I, I always say, how many of us would manage our 401k through day trading? daily watching the market, making decisions up and down. Inevitably, there's always one cowboy or a cowgirl that will raise their hands, but 99.9% of the crowd says, no way. When I ask why, they say, because I need that money long-term. So I I manage my 401k long-term, then I always come back with, so why do we measure our career short-term? And so I would say to to this listener, the Bureau of Labor Statistic tells us that we are going to work our career on average. We start at age 21, 18 to 21. And, and most recent surveys of those nearing retirement say they intend to retire somewhere around 66. 
So the progression of our career is a four to four and a half decade progression. So I would say to this listener, if you're making immediate career changes or career decisions every one, two or three years, you are making a decision that is short term. That tells me that you're making emotional career decisions and not decisions based on your core value. And that's what the, your career with assessment results say. They say you should be looking at, um, does this job provide work-life balance for me? And then you should be looking at, um, can, is there meaningful relationships that I can build and grow in this relationship, in this, in this uh, employee, employee employment situation? Am I uh, treated as a, uh, a key member on the team? Is there mentoring opportunities for me on the team? Can I trust? Do I trust those I work with? Do they trust me? Do they treat me like a core player on the team? Instead of looking at that and measuring whether I am successful in my careers based on those things, balance and relationship and trust and mentorship and development, you're making decisions measuring pay, number one, and by far, and then secondly, position, am I moving up in my position? Here's the problem with that. Even if you get the pay long term, what do you do when you're in a role that doesn't allow for work-life balance? What do you do when you're in a role and you've got the pay, but you don't trust the manager that you work for? Are you really progressing? For you, the answer nine times out of 10 is no, you're not. Why not? Because in the end, it is not fulfilling your core value in the book, Outgrow Your Space at Work, How to Build a Successful Career and Thrive. The real key part of that is the thriving piece. And listen, I have been in the workplace long enough um, experiencing success throughout that in different stages to know you can be successful and still not thrive. And it sounds like for this listener, they're actually really good and very talented at what they do. And their leadership seems to recognize that pretty quickly. Here's the catch. Let me just say this to you, listener. When when people realize you're really good at what you do, you tend to get more work. And here's what I've learned uh, managing my own career and managing many others for for multiple decades. Now, here's what I have learned. If you are really good at what you do, you're going to be asked to do more and you're going to do more before more money comes. And so if you're not managing this career from a long term perspective, that's going to throw you off. And so I think what this listener is seeing, Christian, I, I think what's happening here is they are using the emotional motivators of pay and position to dwarf what what really matters to them. True. Does this job provide work-life balance for me? Does this job, is can I trust the people I work with? It can, can I find a mentorship and development and growth from the people I work with? And it's interesting, um, you know, we, we keep uh, all of our listeners' data anonymous, anything they send us. Um, but when reviewing a little bit of this listener's uh, history, what they sent to us, it seems that in every case where they left, 
you had that sort of conflict going on yeah. where they were getting uh, more work or their hours were changing or mm-hmm. expanding. And it seemed to, from what you've explained and from what I'm now kind of perceiving this as, it seems that that balance piece was getting infringed upon because they were so good. So they're very good at what they do. Someone asked them to do more work that seemed to infringe upon the balance and they never saw that what they perceived as should have been compensation for that. So can you speak to that piece a little bit? And this is where it's so tricky. It's why I love the career wit assessment. It's so tricky. So although balance is their core value and relationships and growth and development is, is very important to them, the measurement that the listener is using to say, am I progressing in my career? And let's just be real clear. Here's what the career wit assessment is telling you. It is telling you this is how I define a promotion. This is how I define career progression in my life. And the answer for this listener is I define career progression by a job that allows for balance in my life. It allows me to do what I do well at work and balance what's important to me outside of work. Secondary, a job that I am treated as a key player on the team. There's a high level of trust that I have and that my leadership has with me. I'm developing and growing in this role, etc. Even though that's this person's core value and even though this person actually experienced that and often experienced it within like year one, which means they're actually very talented They couldn't enjoy that because they were measuring it not based on their core career value. They were measuring it based on pay or position. So let me play devil's advocate here just for a second. Yeah. Isn't the pay important? Like when I'm doing my work, I expect to be compensated. Like, <laughs> yeah. And if you ask me, you know, OK, let's say that I, you know, take out the trash every day at home uh, or whatever. If you ask me to take out two bags of trash every day out of the blue, I'm like, OK, you know, this seems is taking up more for of the my same one for, pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> for the right. same no pay. <laughs> right, right, right. So, I mean, y- you're right. But but here is where. This is where that short term thinking, this is where that day trading your career, right, really bites you. Um, Because here's the truth. A rising tide will lift all boats. This is not saying that pay is not important. And I am not in a vacuum also saying to this listener that position is not something you ought to strive for or go after. But what I am saying is if you focus on and you look for your core values in a job, a role in a place of employment, if you look for those things and you find those and you develop them, you're going to be your best you. And here's what I've learned. And I say it all the time on the show. People pay you for the best you that you are and the most insight you're ever going to get comes when your core values are striking hot. And so when this listener finds and looks for the opportunity in a role to have balance um, and then also looks for in 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 the place they're going to work, the culture, it is all about the culture for this person. It is all. Let me say it again, listener. It is all about your 
culture. Look for who you work for. Can can you develop relationship now? Now, don't measure them whether they're going to give you a bigger job or a bigger paycheck within 12 months, because if you're doing that, they don't stand a chance. They'll never stand a chance. And I can promise you within 12 to 36 months, you're going to be gone again. Look for the culture. Do these people in this culture develop people? Do they allow for opportunities for mentorship and growth? Do I trust them? Can I trust them? Probably equally as important, do they trust me? And does this allow for balance between my life and work? You may be on a job and listener, if you think back, you may have had a job that actually fulfills those core value buckets. But if you were measuring it by pay and a positional increase, a bigger job, you would have never seen it. Kind of like I'll, I'll take the flip side of your analogy, Christian. It's I'm saying take out the garbage and the garbage is still there. And I go, why didn't you take out the garbage? And you go, well, I didn't see it. <laughs> the truth of the matter is you probably didn't see it. Because you never find what you're not looking for. And so, listener, I'm just going to say this to you in as honest and as meaningful as a way as I know how. If you want lasting career success, then start measuring progression and success in terms of your core value. Does this job, in your specific case, does this job allow for a Decent level of work-life balance, one. Two, your second core value. Does this job allow for growth and development? Can I grow? Can I develop my skill? Can I learn new things? The people I work with, can I trust them? Do they appear to trust me? Do they acknowledge that I'm a valuable part of this team? If you begin to measure your career by that, now let me just say it, I'll throw it out there. That doesn't mean you're going to get a big old job increase or a big old pay increase in one year. But let's think about this. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, your working life, your working career is 40 to 45 years. So I'm not this huge mathematician, but one to three years of 45 years is what percentage? About like seven and a half to eight. Yeah. So five to eight percent of your entire career path. You're making a decision on what has or has not happened in five percent of your total career. That, my friend, is a short term career decision. I encourage you to do a couple of things. Go back and really dive into your career wit assessment results. Uh, And I would say go back and really take an analysis of those core values and start looking for jobs and and most importantly, workplace cultures that believe in that, that exhibit that. And then I would say realize that, you know, you have been making career decisions based on emotional factors. You've been making emotional career decisions, and those decisions will always be 
short-term decisions. Let me say that differently. You're going to wake up one day in a job where you did get more money and or you got a bigger job and you're going to go, why am I here? And just to hammer on that point for a second for all of our listeners, um, that's not to say that work isn't emotional. I mean, as you always say, we spend the majority of your waking life, more than family, more than friends, more than anything else, you spend the majority of your time at work. It's going to be emotional. Every decision is going to be charged. But the important thing is to take that breath, fall back on your core values, because if you act on those emotions in the moment, you'll make a decision that is short term and that you will regret. Right. That that could be short term and right. tends to be short term. That's exactly right. I, I always say to those that I talk to and give career or workplace advice, we tend to overcomplicate the world of work. We, we tend to overcomplicate this thing called our careers. When in truth, the very same principles that are going to work or fail us in our lives are the same ones that apply at work. To all of our listeners out there, it's probably not often that you're gonna go, hey, you didn't meet my core value family member, so I'm leaving. Even though you want to. Even though you want to, you don't, right? Why? Because when you think of that, you are thinking long-term and you don't act on the emotion. Listen, the workplace is no different. When you sign a, a on the line to accept a job, what you're signing up into is a relationship. It is a relationship with that company. And guess what? Represented by that company are people. So it is a real human relationship. And so the things that work for us in personal relationships or the things that get us in trouble in personal relationships They're exactly the same things at work. And so, listener, what I'd say to you, specifically the one that wrote uh, this this letter for you, I I really feel your heart. I really understand where you are um, based on the detail. And I truly appreciate you sharing the level of detail you shared with us. Uh, But I would tell you this. um, Go back and really evaluate what is most important to you, because internally, the way you translate or feel like your career is progressing is not how you've been measuring it. Uh, and at the end of the day, I, I always, uh, when I'm talking, talk about the biggest career decision, the biggest career mistake I've ever made. And it was making an emotional decision. So I hope that's helpful. And so do I. Rick, thank you for spending time with us in the studio today. This was great. We should we should do more of this in the mailbag. I would encourage our our listeners and those particularly that have or will take the CareerWit assessment, send us a note. Send it to info at careerwit.com, C-A-R-E-E-R-W-H-I-T-T dot com, info at careerwit.com. And share with us um, your feedback, your story. We would love to do what we did here, be very anonymous and talk about your results on the show. Absolutely. Well, Rick, once again, thank you. Listeners, thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope to see you soon. Visit rickwitted.com for additional episodes and for booking information. Are your career decisions value-based or emotionally motivated? 
Visit www.careerwit.com to find out. You've been listening to On Your Way to Work.